Hey guys, it's Big and White from the future. We're coming to tell you this important information. Yes, we have started a Patreon, which is what everyone with a podcast does. But seriously, guys, we're not here to make a big profit or anything, but we have invested some money in starting this podcast, like our hosting website and some equipment and other stuff. So if you want to, no pressure at all, but if you like the podcast and you would like to help support all the stuff that we have paid for to make the podcast as amazing as it is, then we would love your support. You can go to patreon.com slash bigwhitepodcast. That's patreon.com slash bigwhitepodcast. Okay. Okay. That's it. We're going to hop back in our time machine now. Bye. That was a xylophone. <laughs> it turned into a xylophone. It was supposed to be a time machine. <laughs> Well, hello. I'm big. And I'm white. And together, we are big and white. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about traffic and driving in Nepal. Dun, dun, dun. So, white, if you had to use three words to describe driving in nepal what three words would you use misunderstood delicate <laughs> and mm, what's that word for like assertive yeah assertive assertive <laughs> i think there's another word it starts with an i but can you explain okay so was... what did i say misunderstood yeah Delicate and assertive. (laughs) (laughs) Misunderstood because I feel like people see videos from South Asia or Asian traffic and they think it looks really scary. Like it looks like Mario Kart. Yeah. And I think in reality, it makes a lot of sense once you're actually like a part of the organized chaos that is happening on the streets every Mm, day. Yeah. And it's... Delicate? Delicate, because you have to be very watchful when you're a part of said organized chaos. (laughs) Like, one person who doesn't really know what they're doing, and you would have a terrible accident, I'm pretty sure. So you have to know, like, the rules of the road. I see, yeah. One small mistake could create chaos. Because we're all actually riding within, like, touching distance of each other <laughs> i have reached my foot out and touched yeah. someone else before <laughs> i have definitely whacked multiple pedestrians with my handlebars before oh no yeah what else did i say uh assertive assertive because you can't be scared when you're driving here it just you're not gonna ever actually get out onto the road <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like you have. If you to wait know, for the gap, the gap won't right. come. Right, like the gap will be made when you force yourself in. It's <laughs> good. So, I like it. Yeah. How about you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I would say slow negotiation Ooh. and 
dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I feel like in the city, traffic is surprisingly slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I hit 30 miles per hour, aka 50 kilometers per hour, I feel like I am flying. <laughs> and <laughs> where I'm from, that's like the slowest you would ever drive. <laughs> You would um, get in trouble for driving that slow. Right, exactly. And then negotiation. There's a lot fewer established rules. I mean, some of them are kind of, I don't know, intuitive or something, like cultural rules, you know, but they aren't like laws. Um, so it's more about engaging sort of with other drivers and looking at them and trying to figure out what each other are doing. And then dangerous, even though I I feel like some people think it, it seems really dangerous because it seems a little bit chaotic. I feel like it's not dangerous for the reason people think. Like in the city, I mean, I've gotten in an accident, but we were both going so slow. I just like tipped over and kind of like tweaked my thumb. That was it. But it is dangerous on like mountain roads. That's where you're going to have your issues of buses just, you know, falling into ravines as per usual. Yeah, so I'm thinking back to like, when I was first moving here and starting to drive here. And I say drive loosely. I don't mean a car or a motorcycle. I get around every single day on my bicycle and that's perfectly sufficient. And I love that so much. But uh, when I first got here for like the first week, I was terrified of doing anything except for walking and taking taxis. But everybody else around me already had bikes. Like I came with another couple and within two days I think they had bought a bike and you know were like zipping around and I was like no I'm forced to buy one so I like yeah finally went to this cycle shop and tried one out and bought it and I remember um I mean I felt really accomplished but then I actually rode home and uh (laughs) maybe 300 feet in front of you know I'm like leaving the bike shop and like I'm going home I'm so cool ride my bike I am not going to die I am confident (laughs) and then I got to this intersection and we don't have stoplights or stop signs here it's just kind of like a everybody gets to the intersection and we all just kind of slow down and like budge forward and then just go it just it works really well actually but at the time I didn't really understand how it worked (laughs) and this intersection was on a hill and so I get halfway up the hill and I scare myself and I stop and then my bike was in too high of gear so I couldn't start up again (laughs) and so then I'm like crap I've been found out I don't know what I'm doing and I had to get off in the middle of the intersection and everyone's like driving around (laughs) they're like "Mm, typical big white foreigner that's awesome and i don't remember the first time i drove here it was too long ago but i do remember when i bought my first motorcycle i went and i was pretty proud of myself i hadn't been living here that long and i found it on the nepali equivalent of craigslist and i go meet up with this random guy and i'm like hey i want to buy your motorcycle and he was like cool and you know we had tea and we like chatted for a while and he was like oh do you want to like test drive it or whatever I was like, yeah, of course I do. (laughs) I hadn't ridden a motorcycle in like a year. And it had like a backwards gear shift system from what I'm used to. And it had super wide handlebars. I mean, it was really cool looking. It was this little blue cafe racer. I miss that bike. But yeah, so I'm in this super busy area by Patton Hospital, if you know it. 
and I get on the bike and I'm like, okay, acting all confident, feeling so terrified. <laughs> like, and I drive off and I'm like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> uh, I survived. It was fine. <laughs> How long had you been here? That's a good question. Maybe six months. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I would like to have a scooter. I used to drive a scooter in the U.S., but I think it's fine. I love it. I mean, it's easier than a car, but I think I'm always impressed with people who learn to ride a motorcycle or scooter here. Like I learned in the U.S. I think learning to drive a motorcycle and trying to learn all the rules of the road at the same time, that would just be like overload in your brain trying to figure out all the things. Well, I've known other foreigner friends who have learned to ride their bicycles here like i've never ridden a bicycle before and they're adults isn't that horrifying (laughs) how is that even possible i'm like kind of terrible about this but like well i'm not as bad as i once was but a lot of times when new people would come and i'm like yeah sure let's do like a bike tour we can go shopping for this and this and it'll be great and uh yeah, we're going to take my bike or, you know, we're going to take bikes. And they're like, well, I haven't ridden a bike since I was 12. No, we're going to ride bikes. <laughs> <laughs> like force them. <laughs> and Kathmandu is pretty hilly, too. Mm-hmm. And so and if you're like used to cycling, then you don't really think about it. It's like yeah. a hill is a hill You switch and gears whatever. and you pedal yeah. a little slower or whatever. But <laughs> I've had so many times where <laughs> I'm like all the way up a hill and I'm like, I oh, know I lost them. Where did they go? <laughs> They're, They're like behind you, like, behind me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to be like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe that's not the nicest introduction. <laughs> I mean, considering that, like, I was so terrified to ride a bike, and I'm like, right. oh, we're gonna go. Yeah, you can do it. Be strong. <laughs> Driving in Nepal, kind of crazy. There are rules, but. I, like, had to retrain myself which direction to look before I started crossing. So, Nepal was never colonized, but it's right next to India, which was, thank you, Britain, a.k.a. we drive on the left side of the road here. So, that takes a little bit of getting used to. Yes. It's interesting, though. I feel like part of it is the way your brain works, because some people can just instantly switch, and other people have a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt like I was going to get run over for, like, the first couple weeks at least that i lived here because <laughs> like i mean you guys should think about this the next time that you cross the road but more than likely unless i'm the only one who does this <laughs> you're gonna look to the so if you're standing on the right side of the road you're gonna look towards the <laughs> sorry left. to think about you look left Woo. right yeah. left yeah but it's the opposite here. And so I pretty much would like to step out into the road because <laughs> I've already covered my bases. So if you just safe, add right? a couple extra looks, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed that when I was in the U.S., I didn't die because I definitely was still looking like on the Nepal side of the road. Yeah. You know, I don't have trouble now, but the very first time I went back to the U.S., I had a couple um, of panic moments where there were no other cars on the street, so I didn't have any other reference yep. points. So like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Oh, no. <laughs> I might have turned onto the wrong side of the road twice. <laughs> Only twice. Yeah, that's you know, fine. once is in a parking lot, yeah. so no problem. Nope. Yeah, it is. One thing that's weird is then, so all of the things that you think about first, for example, if you're turning in the U.S., if you're turning right, you're turning to the close side of the road, you're making a tight turn. But in Nepal, it's the opposite, right? It's 
turning left is a tighter turn and just like little things like that that you really have to kind of adjust to think about like okay am i am i waiting for someone else who has the right of way to go straight or you know whatever which speaking of right away there isn't one here nope actually there is it's whoever's in front of you you should not hit them yeah <laughs> that's basically <laughs> the right of way you get to drive with the confidence that whoever is behind you is looking out for themselves and they are not going to crash into you that's right so you can just like swerve across the road very quickly yeah. without a blinker and if the <laughs> other person hits you it's their fault <laughs> Uh, that's happened way too many times. <laughs> I actually once someone I was on my bicycle and someone on a scooter at near an intersection was going real fast past me, pulled in front of me and came to a complete stop. Oh, it makes me so mad. Ugh, so annoying. So I, which I don't know. Like, there's some things with Nepali traffic rules that are like, oh, I know that that's against my American rules, but it's allowed in Nepali rules, so don't get mad. But there's certain things that I feel like should be against the rules everywhere, and that's one of them. So I was so mad at this person. I just didn't stop fast enough. Like, I probably could have stopped fast enough to not hit them, but I just let myself hit the back <laughs> of their scooter. And he turned around like, what? And I was like... Yeah, gave him the face like, uh, well, you pulled in front of me. And he was kind of, you know, he looked all confused. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> so I uh, felt like, eh, taught him a lesson, but I probably totally did not. It was like, these silly foreigners. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But usually I really like getting around the city just on my bike. Kind of more than driving in the U.S. sometimes. Oh, really? Why do you think that is? Well, partially because pl- most of the places that I have lived aren't very cycle friendly so you have to own a car everything's so Uh, spread out there's no public transportation and even if i did ride a bike then it was terrifying and i felt like i was gonna die so like here you're kind of basically equal stature to basically every vehicle on the road is like people in their wheelchairs (laughs) You know, guys oh riding gosh. the giant, like, yes. trash tricycles, <laughs> yeah. cows, bicycles, pedestrians, cars, the giant UN vehicles. They're all on the same level. Yeah. Well, cows are on the highest level, though. <laughs> That's true. No one will ever. There's so many Everyone entitled Everyone slows cows. around and just dri- slows down and drives around the cows yeah. so carefully. I need to, like, post a picture or video of the cows. There's certain, spa- you know, areas, like, on Restaurant Road. Yeah, or why do they always hang out? They're on that one bridge, like, on the way to TU. Oh, they love it. It's this big, main, dusty highway. It's called Ring Road. And there's this bridge that is 100% concrete, and it goes over the Bagmati River, which is the main river that goes through Kamandu. And that river is nasty pants. (laughs) It's dammed at the top, so it doesn't have a very heavy water flow, and people just toss their trash into it (laughs) once two of... Two separate people that I know here on the same day saw the same pig carcass floating down the river at different places. (laughs) One person was like, dude, I saw a pig carcass today. And the other person was like, no, I saw a pig carcass. Anyway. Lord of the Flies. Oh, man. And that's Piggy. It is so. (laughs) Too soon. Crying. (laughs) Always too soon. Um, But yeah, it's the smelliest river. Like, if I'm cycling across a bridge over that river, I just like pray to God I do not get stuck in traffic and I have to smell it. But those cows, they just hang out there. It's like their little, like, 
wouldn't you want to be near like grass or something if you were a cow? I don't know. I don't get it. Cows are considered holy here, by the way. You guys probably already know that. I'm not oh. trying to talk down to you, but just just making us all on the same level just in case. Yep. Yeah, most most people here are Hindus. There's all other religions too, Buddhists and Muslims and Christians and like traditional religions, but the Hindu influence makes cows super revered. Which means that we have super entitled cows all over the city that they're just like ambling along this busy highway and people are just like having to swerve around them like they lay in the middle of the highway people are way more concerned about hitting a cow than they are about hitting a human in the road i feel like oh yeah which brings us oh my gosh i have a story (laughs) about being a pedestrian it's actually my friend's story so maybe like a year ago they started instituting more official laws and rules and they were all in the newspaper like Oh, you can't honk as much anymore and all the stuff. And at first I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way these are going to get enforced, right? Like, no, honking. Honking is the only way to communicate on the road. <laughs> as a person who grew up driving in LA, I felt very comfortable with all the honking. I loved it. There's all these different kinds of honks that communicate different things. You're like, hey, I'm going to pass you, honk. They're like, please don't pull over yet. I'm in your way, honk. They're like, is it okay if I go, honk? It's, there's so many. But anyway, so one of the rules that they instituted was you can only cross the road at what they call zebra crossings. That's the British way of saying a crosswalk. (laughs) So it was like in the newspaper, it was a thing, right? And it was just like, that's never going to happen. But then one of our friends, he was in a busy area like downtown and he jaywalked and like a cop stopped him. (laughs) And so he told me the story and I like, I thought it was... (laughs) I thought he was like making it up or something, but so he had the option to either pay a fine of a couple hundred rupees, which is like a few dollars, or go to sidewalk jail. Sidewalk jail? (laughs) Which is the term that I have coined for it. Basically, they had this like roped off area on the sidewalk (laughs) where people who were breaking the jaywalking rule could just stand in there and like... think about their sins the miniature equivalent of like either paying a fine or doing community service (laughs) so he 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 thought that the fine was a bribe so he refused to pay it so he just stood in sidewalk jail for like 20 minutes and talk about big and white he's pretty tall like so conspicuous the police were probably so excited to get him (laughs) yeah so then they let him go after like 20 minutes (laughs) later we read in the newspaper that it was actually supposed to be like three hours so i guess they let him go early (laughs) maybe just because it was like super awkward to have a foreigner in sidewalk jail i don't know but that worked really well for a while like especially in busier areas and still now like, people are a lot more obedient about the zebra crossings. Yeah. But as far as I know, it's not, like, a law that people have to stop. Like, drivers don't have to stop for pedestrians. Right. Pedestrians don't have the right-of-way. Yeah. So. <laughs> Once I was logging, this is when I first moved here, so driving was a little crazier, and... Someone stopped for me at a crosswalk, and I was, like, so surprised that once I got to the sidewalk, I pulled out my phone to, like, post something, like, oh, my gosh, someone just stopped for me. My life has changed. And then as I looked up from my phone, there was a motorcycle on the sidewalk coming toward me. It's like, and canceled. <laughs> Honking furiously as he goes down the hill towards you. 
people i have had people stop on pole choke like which is a big road but nowhere else it's more of but I, like i said i feel like it's more of a negotiation so sometimes yeah. people will slow down for you or stop for you but you can't expect it like if they yeah. don't you can't get mad you yeah. know everything is just a yeah. very much give and take agreed apparently someone who's lived here for a really long time like you know decades was telling me that it used to be really bad like they, people would get in these jams where like no one would give it's like everyone's trying to pull forward but they're all facing each other so it just gets into this like tangled mess and it would take like an hour or two for everyone all everyone to back out and like be able to leave so that doesn't happen anymore thank goodness people are kind of figuring it out yeah (laughs) it's like that remember that game with the cars and you like you have to kind of arrange like slide the blocks around to get one car out do you know what i'm talking about Nerd game no. alert. <laughs> anyway. I grew up in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have nerds there. We just got computers like six months ago. <laughs> it's a, a physical game. It's not oh. a computer game. I mean, there's probably app versions of no. it. But I didn't really grow up playing that many games. It really damaged me. I'm not enough of a nerd now to fit in with all of my friends. <laughs> That's right. I know. <laughs> so you haven't seen every season of Star Trek ever yeah. made. How can we even have a friendship? Yeah, that's definitely why I'm watching Vampire Diaries. I'm not enough of a <laughs> dork. <laughs> you're like a very different kind of dork, though. <laughs> I also uh, feel like you're like an ADD dork. Like you're like, oh my god, I'm so obsessed with Harry Potter. I forgot. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I listen to every episode of this podcast. I hope I never hear it again. <laughs> yeah, that's true, unfortunately. Uh, what about taking taxis? Do you have any funny stories from that? I can't think of any, like, amazing stories. Yeah, I, I remember when I first moved here, I made a video, like, out the window of a taxi. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was, like, 20 minutes long, so I sped it up to, like, four times as fast <laughs> as you would actually And drive. everyone assumed that's how it is in real life. Yeah, everyone was like, wow, that's so crazy. I was like, oh, no, we were going 12 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. even worry. <laughs> But I always laugh too. It's one of those things. It's like once you've lived in a new place for a while and other people get excited about it and you're so jaded, you know, like someone's like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about the crazy taxi ride from the airport. And you're just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my normal life. Yeah. I did used to use taxis like a lot more than I do now, just because if I needed to go somewhere that I didn't exactly know where I was going, then I would automatically take a taxi and I was doing full-time language learning. So I was like, yes, I can trap someone for 30 to 45 minutes and talk to them about stupid things like <laughs> captive audience. <laughs> Do you have brothers and sisters? <laughs> Do you like your job? Where is your home village? <laughs> yeah. Do you speak any other languages? That's like the linguist coming out. Yeah, right. yeah, I used to take taxis more. Well, so I own a motorcycle. We'll get to that later. She's pretty cool. You know it. But I would take taxis like if I was going somewhere pretty far or going with multiple people or whatever. But now we have this magical new thing called Toodle. And so masculine and I love it. <laughs> You know, are you my toodle <laughs> yeah the app is pink too <laughs> no it's the best though it's basically like uber or lyft but it's scooters or motorcycles 
love it so much. It's so great. It's so it's way cheaper than taking a taxi, and it's faster because you can like weave around traffic. I actually was on a toodle recently that went up on the sidewalk to Heck go around yes. traffic, and I was like, "This is the best day of my life." But um, it's also easier because there isn't like we don't have like an Uber app or something. So if you want to get a taxi, you have to walk out to the road. You have to find a taxi if you're not near an area where they like normally park and you have to bargain for a price with them and they see your white skin and they're like, mm, you give me all the monies. But with Toodle, it's fixed price. You just go on the app, tell them where to pick you up and they just show up. It's my new favorite thing ever. It's a recent addition to you. Yeah. Just last like eight months maybe yeah. or something. Yeah. We're loving I really it. I love it. So someone questioned me like, is that safe? Because you aren't wearing a helmet. I'm like, well. <laughs> I mean, you could bring your own helmet. Yeah, I think some of my friends do mm-hmm. when they look like dorks. But Yeah, the worst <laughs> is when people wear a bike helmet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that kills me. Uh, like, can you bay any more white? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like a beacon. <laughs> it's just like glowing. You're like on the elevated part alert, of the bike. Alert. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, friends who do that, if you're listening to this, I'm not sorry for making fun of you. <laughs> you know. I mean, maybe you won't die and will die, but <laughs> these will look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I do think in some ways it's probably safer than a taxi because they can't kidnap you. Like, you can yeah. just jump off the back. Yeah. <laughs> you might get some road rash, but that's yeah. about it. I love it. Makes me feel kind of, like, cool and free in comparison to, like, being trapped in the back of a taxi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, especially when it's hot, like, nowadays. Oh, yeah. You get the breeze. You show up, your hair's all wild. It's awesome. Yeah. At one point, I was taking a toodle, and I had my hair in a ponytail, and by the end of the toodle, my ponytail holder had fallen out. Oh, no. <laughs> I lost it. It was so sad. You need one of those scarves that they wore, like, in the 1950s in yes. convertibles. <laughs> I always feel... I, I feel like I always have really good moments on the back of toodles, because, like I said, I have a motorcycle, which I love, and I especially love riding, like, outside of the city. But when I'm in the city, I think I'm, I'm too concentrated on traffic and not hitting yeah. people and where am I going and stuff. But on a toodle, you get like the wind in your hair and you can look around. And I always have like existential moments. I'm just like, I love my life. Like, <laughs> I love this country. I love everything. <laughs> Maybe that should be my new go-to. Like if I'm feeling depressed, just order a toodle. <laughs> yes, I've actually thought about doing what? that. That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, I can be your toodle. <laughs> Instagram me, bro. <laughs> I actually really love riding my cycle around, too. Like, once in a while, I'll go up north of where we live and go to, like, the touristy part of town or, you know, <clears throat> something like that. And it takes, like, maybe 30 minutes to ride there or something. It feels really far. It's actually really close. Yeah, it's, like, five miles, maybe. Not even. Uh, yeah. I think it's six kilometers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half miles. <laughs> yeah. But especially if it's like a holiday or, you know, during the weekend and there's not that many cars on the highway, then I'm just like, feel like I am the wind. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> it goes so fast. It feels so good. That's awesome. <sighs> Oh, man, I hate cycling up there because I always feel like it's too polluted. So I need to wear a mask and I don't have like. I have kind of the like medium tech mask like it's not <laughs> yeah. just a piece of fabric on my face but it's not the nice one 
So whenever I like, I start getting a little out of breath, and I just feel like, <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just sucking the fabric inside my face, and no air is coming through, and I just get really grumpy, and, and then you get sweaty, and the dust sticks to your body, and you're yes. all suffocating, and you're like horrible. tan. No, it washes off in the shower. Depressing. <laughs> when I hadn't been here for that long. We had a lunch on that north part of town, and it was about to rain, but I was on my cycle, and I was like, you know, it'll be fine. Like, I think I can get home before it's going to start. And then, of course, I get to the first intersection, and it pours down rain. I'm like, well, this is stupid, but now I'm grumpy, and, you know, I just want to be home, so I'm just going to keep going. And in Nepal, if it starts raining, because it rains for like three months during monsoon season, like rains for at least a little bit every day. And um, people just pull over to the side of the road. Like, yeah, they do. It floods pretty quickly, and it's just kind of gross anyway. Like, just dirty stuff is getting washed in the road that mm. you don't want to be on your body. <laughs> so people just pull over under bridges, under awnings of businesses and stuff. And But me, no, no, I was too good for that. So I just kept going for, like, the 30-minute ride that it took to get home. And at one point, I was riding up the hill, and there was, like at least a foot of water that I was cycling through up pole choke by the bank. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) and like my mask was soaked through. And like, I'm like, this has to be acid rain that's coming on me. I was like, please don't get in my mouth. Please don't get in my mouth. And by the time I got home, it wasn't even raining at my apartment. Yeah. That is so crazy how that happens here. It's like, It'll be raining in one neighborhood, but not another. Yeah, I look disgusting after that. I always feel like I don't care that much if it rains on me when I'm going home, though, because you can just change and shower and whatever. The worst is when you're, like, on your way to work and you know you're just going to be in an office for eight hours, like, kind of soggy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. So I ride my bicycle a lot if I'm going somewhere that's, I don't know, maybe, like, a mile or two away and then I'll ride my motorcycle to farther places so I feel like I kind of have equal experience with both but sometimes it's actually faster to ride your bicycle because you can wave around traffic easier like hop up on the sidewalk or yeah it's it's really interesting but everyone's motorcycles here have leg guards I don't know if you've seen those but they there's different shapes most of them are like three bars on each side that stick out near the front wheel of the motorcycle and it's like so if someone starts merging into it, protecting your legs from getting smashed. But the other awesome thing is usually they have a little peg on top that you can hang bags on, like because you have a trunk. <laughs> so like transporting things on motorcycles, I mean, that's one main way. Most people keep a bungee cord on their motorcycle at all times, just in case you ever need to bungee something to your bike. I have seen, what have I seen? I've seen tables. I've seen a lot of flat screen TVs. I've seen giant pipes. Pipes that are like laying horizontally mm-hmm. across it. All held, usually road. typically held by the passenger who's sitting behind the driver, <laughs> holding whatever crazy thing they're trying to transport. I've, I've done it myself too. I always feel so good when I'm with someone and I'm like, we're taking a lot of heavy, large <laughs> yeah. things. We're so Nepali. <laughs> but it is really like, I don't know. It's just amazing, like, things that in the U.S. would feel limiting to us. Like, oh, I need to have a hatchback car so that I can carry stuff. Like, <laughs> no, nope, all you need is a motorcycle. <laughs> That's all you need. 
<laughs> I mean, granted, you only drive like 15 miles per hour. So it makes it a little easier, but... My favorite is when somebody has like 50 pounds of fruits and vegetables yes. and like really thin plastic bags hanging off their leg guards and then they go over a speed bump <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, it's like dragging across the ground. Like, what is happening? I've never Where's seen it? that. So sad. <laughs> Although that's basically happened to me on my bike. Like I bought oranges from... A fruit seller on the road and then I cycled home and over a bumpy road and I heard madam 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 and I'm like what like these little kids are yelling at me and I look and they're like you're oranges madam you're oranges oh, no. <laughs> and I look behind me they're all over the and the entire like block long road <laughs> has my oranges like bouncing down it <laughs> oh man so these little nepali kids like gathered them up for me oh that's so cute sweet but embarrassing oh man i have had so many times where i buy a bag of eggs because they come oh, in bags yeah. and i'm like mm, i can cycle home with these because the store is like two blocks from my house it's really close <laughs> and then i like get almost home i'm like you know seven eighths of the way there and i make the last turn and the bag swings and cracks all the eggs against the frame of my bike (laughs) i feel like they know the story too whenever they give me a bag they're like are you walking and i'm like no it's fine and they're like do you need another bag (laughs) like oh yeah probably I'm fairly sure it's the same store that you're talking about that I usually go to. And yeah. they know by now. She's like, I know you brought your own bag, but I'm double bagging this <laughs> anyway. I've dropped so many things in the store. They're like, take a basket. I'm like, no, I don't need one. And then I dropped something. <laughs> I've broken open so many bags of beans on their floor. They're like, oh, why don't you ever use a basket? Oh, my gosh. I'm the queen of no basket at Big Mart. They always are like, yeah. And- it's like so nice that they bring you a basket and I do need one and they're right. But it's like, I'm stubborn. Like, do you need a basket, ma'am? And I'm like, Ugh, what? <laughs> oh. You're just singling me out because I'm a right. foreigner. I guess I do need a basket. <laughs> I do have 12 things in my arms right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, that's not about traffic, though. Let's get back to rules of the road. So, um, <laughs> I know. Let's. So, we've talked about a little bit of our experience cycling, weaving around other vehicles. I Oh, here's something. I very, very frequently pass motorized vehicles on my bicycle. Yep. Cars and motorcycles all the time. I'm not pedaling that hard and I can <laughs> pass them. They're just like not in a hurry, yeah. I guess. It's kind of amazing. I mean, if you pay 200% import tax, then you better be careful. Spend as much time as you can in your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> True. But okay, so the most common vehicles here are definitely motorcycles and scooters. That's like the family vehicle. That's the Honda Civic. Um, richer people will have their own cars. And then poor people and foreigners. And <laughs> now mountain biking, Nepalis all ride bicycles. But what are other common vehicles that we see here? Um, <laughs> you want to feed me some information? Yeah, how about the tri- moving tricycles? Yeah, so there's, like, bikes, but then they kind of have, like, a elevated wagon behind them that you can put anything that you want on there. You can hire one of these rickshaw guys to, like, carry your fridge or <laughs> your couch or 
giant potted plants, like whatever. Yeah. You and then speaking of tricycles, it also, I mean, sometimes people will change up their scooters too. Like they'll. Yeah, uh, the like handicapped scooters. Yeah, yeah. So that they're actually wheelers. Or four. It's like they have like training wheels on yeah. them, basically. Yeah, those are cool. And then you usually they have like an attachment for like your like um either your wheelchair or your uh crutches. Yeah. I have also seen a three wheeler like that with a wheelchair with a guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> Attached to the back of the scooter. Like, was he holding on? How was he attached? I think he was tied to it. Oh my God. And they were going around this huge roundabout with so much traffic. And this guy is just in a wheelchair getting dragged behind. It's amazing. I love uh, it. It's perfect. So good. Mm. Yeah, once I saw a motorcycle pulling another motorcycle by a rope. <laughs> like, you better so be going fast sketch. enough to get the cycle oh. going. Oh, man, that's good. Let's see. Other vehicles here. Oh, I know. The giant, so there's like giant tr- shipping trucks, basically, that bring like goods and mm. stuff. But they are painted like crazy town. They're so fun. I always wonder like whose job it is. Like, there must be a guy who's like, I'm a truck painter. That's all I <laughs> yeah. do. But they usually have like really intricate murals on the side and they're all hand painted paintings of like Hindu gods or, you know, like funny sayings either in Nepali or English. Like I always see in Nepali, like, I love my mother and father. Yeah. <laughs> love that one. <laughs> like mother and father's special son. Or something. <laughs> but they'll say like, in english road king or like horn please <laughs> use dipper at night which means like flash your high beams I guess. <laughs> um or my favorite was one that said stop global warming and there's a flaming <laughs> football like a soccer ball <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm pretty sure this humongous truck gets like four miles to the gallon <laughs> so like are you being ironic i can't even tell and they like bellow black smoke out the back oh man sometimes when i'm cycling behind one i see the smoke coming i'm like quick take a breath like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just try to hold your breath till you pass it oh and those trucks have amazing horns always they're not just a normal horn they play like a little song they'll be like <laughs> My favorite, though, is when you hear a horn like that. It's like, and you're like, oh, no, I better move over to the side of the road. And you look, and it's like a motorcycle tricked out with this huge horn. I've like, never experienced that. So you tricking me. you. I love it. I saw that more in India than here, maybe. Okay, yeah. Like tiny little auto rickshaws would have these huge horns. <gasps> that's hilarious. I think that's not legal here. I feel oh, like I heard that. Probably not. Yeah. Because it's an assault to the ears, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the worst is when they honk right when they're next mm-hmm. to you. Like, I already know you're here. Yes. There's no need to honk. <laughs> yeah. You just gave me a triple heart attack. So, good times. You know what you should talk about? I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but the magnetic stare. Yeah. So, I'm very proud of this. There's this thing that happens here, and I have coined an amazing name for it. First, I'll describe what it is. It's when someone stares at you so much that they forget everything else they're supposed to be doing and it makes them, like, move toward you. (laughs) 
So typically this happens when someone is on a bicycle or a motorcycle and, you know, us being very big and very white, we stand out. And so I usually don't mind when people stare at me, especially if they're just clearly interested in me. It's not like a lewd, you know, like creepy stare, just like, oh, you're interesting and you're entertaining me because I don't have a smartphone. That's that doesn't bother me. But when someone is like on a motorcycle coming toward me in the road, especially if I'm walking (laughs) And they're staring at me so much that it actually makes them turn their motorcycle toward me and start coming toward me. Like, wow. <laughs> so I have I have termed this the magnetic stare. You Genius. St- stare so hard that it sucks you into the, <laughs> the vortex. The big and white vortex. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty powerful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not to toot your own horn. <laughs> I mean, I always toot my own horn. What? Good heavens. heavens. We haven't even talked about being on the bus yet. The first time that I was in Nepal, like before I even moved here, uh, my first experience with taking a public bus was a 10-hour bus ride up into like... (laughs) Nothing like a deep dive. (laughs) I thought that was what all of... Jumped right in the deep end. ...would be like... (laughs) Yeah, it was like maybe two hours of paved road and then suddenly it was just bumpy and like you don't really realize it and you're like why am i so uncomfortable right now i'm kind of nauseous and you're like oh it's unpaved what kind of bus is it um typical like medium size yeah pretty medium (laughs) so there's like different yeah so in nepal there's something called like a micro bus which is basically a van sort of like a 12-seater van type size and it fits like 20 people (laughs) (laughs) um and those are like the easiest i feel like especially for getting around the city but other times too because they're smaller so they like they don't stop as often and there's like a sense of camaraderie with everyone in the bus together then there's sort of the medium-sized bus, which would be sort of like the size of an American school bus, maybe, with like the, not those type of seats, but that number of seats. And you have, they're sort of the, like, bucket, like, airplane-style seats or whatever. Um, and those are probably the most common for middle to long distance. And those are the kind where, you know, you might have potato sacks in the aisle that you have to sit on. or. someone will hand you their baby because they're standing up and they don't want to hold their baby anymore and sometimes because you're so white the baby looks at you and starts crying (laughs) i've had to hold like boxes of baby chickens also known as chicks Mm. (laughs) words are hard i've had maybe like i have paid for the seat itself but Included in the price is not your leg room or your armrest. So people sit on your armrest. They sit on your feet. <laughs> There's like a bag under your feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a couple friends who have amazing stories about public buses. Like one time they they were going trekking and a goat peed on their sleeping bags <laughs> on the way there. That's amazing. <laughs> on the bus. And my other, this is my favorite one. So they were, I don't know where they were going, but. They're driving along, and the wife was sitting in the window seat. <laughs> Can't even tell the story without laughing. So the wife is sitting in the window seat, and they're driving along, and suddenly she just gets soaked in water, just doused. Like, what? Where did that water come from? And then she hears a guy in Nepali 
from the back of the bus say, my fish, my fish. (laughs) Apparently he had put a bag of fish on top of the bus and then it burst and all the fish water fell on her. And then everyone else in the bus like yelled at him and berated him and forced him to go get his fish. And then they made him hold the bag of fish out the window the whole rest of the trip. Oh, so good. Amazing to me. And then there's like even a step up from that, which is like, it's called the tourist bus. Mm. It's not only tourists that take it, but it's maybe like three times the price of taking the normal bus. And those are kind of like fancier, but actually not always more comfortable. I mean... Usually they're less crowded, I guess. It depends on you the time get of year. Like your armrest yeah, it. but sometimes they're like they're really tall. They're like super giant, so I get more sick on them because they like mm. wobble around, or I feel like I'm gonna fall off the mountain road, you know. And usually they have a giant flat screen TV that plays crazy yeah. Nepali movies and or music videos on loop, so that's really relaxing. <laughs> My favorite, though, is when you're on a bus, not necessarily a tourist bus, but just a bus in general, and, like, it's getting to be nighttime, you're on this bus for the next 10 or 12 hours of your life, oh, they finally turn the lights off, you can go to sleep, and immediately when they turn the lights off, they start blaring music, you're like... <laughs> Mm. So close, but so far away. You didn't want to sleep, did you? Like, maybe this is the only thing that's keeping my driver from falling asleep. If it is, go for it. Yeah. 100%. There's always, like, a drunk guy in the back of the bus that's, like, dismantling his seat. <laughs> like, sleeping in, in the, the aisle. aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, Nepali night buses scare me. I mean, one of the biggest causes of death in nepal is traffic accidents not in the city but in rural areas there's a lot of landslides or the roads just aren't very good and buses fall off the side of the road so i mean nepal has some of the most magnificent switchbacks i have ever seen (laughs) oh they're incredible oh man once i was hiking for work and we were going straight up this mountain and we kept we kept crossing like a paved road. <laughs> like we probably crossed at least twelve switchbacks, and oh. every time we crossed one, a we were like, "Why aren't we driving? Why are we hiking?" <laughs> and B, I was just amazed that like, how long would it take to get up that mountain road? I don't even. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty. And whenever incredible. you go around those kind of turns, and you always honk your horn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in case someone's coming. You yeah. don't know. You never know. Because you, I mean, they're not like two lane roads. Even some of like the biggest Yeah, they're like one and a half road. lanes yeah. often. So. I don't know. I think I, it's easy for me to complain about roads not being very well paved or there being areas where the roads aren't paved at all. But if you think about it, this is a country with a lot of really difficult oh, to reach yeah. areas. And it's a amazing just how many roads are paved and how and just the logistics of that you know and the money that it costs and yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing and they're building a lot of roads right now too yeah like local super exciting government is changing a lot and i was going to the village like a year ago maybe and they were in the process of paving this road and i'm on this bus that has these humongous tires and it can go over anything. And I was so amazed, for lack of a better word, about how much this bus could handle because we kept coming up on 
um, bulldozers and track hose and stuff working on the road. And there would be huge piles of gravel. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to be stuck here for hours. This is going to suck so much. And the bulldozer would see the bus coming and they'd be like, oh, okay. And they go, <laughs> and then the bus would go, <laughs> boom, on the other side. And we just kept going. And we did that probably three times That's within like a four hour trip. It's like a combo, like off road and yeah. bus. <laughs> oh, it was incredible. So cool. Yeah, there are. Oh, another type of vehicle I forgot are sumos. Mm. They're like giant Jeep type things. And you can pay for one seat in it, like a public vehicle, but they're a lot smaller. They only, I mean, they have, what, <laughs> two bench seats and a yeah. front seat, and they have 16 people. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. you kind of want to have that many people, because otherwise True. you move around too much. That's right. It's nice to have four across the bench seat, because otherwise every time they go around a curve, you like fall over. Yeah. <laughs> If there's like a bunch of people, you all You're just, just kind of become in. like semi-liquid and yes, just like flow together. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Well, this time went by super fast. I can't believe we just talked about traffic for as Pickle. long as we did. Road nerds. <laughs> <laughs> just Not road kings. Really alternative. Oh, I should get that painted on my motorcycle. And I can get the Playboy bunny emblem like everyone has. <laughs> Please, one mud flap. (laughs) Road nerd. (laughs) Now it's time for our segment of the week. (laughs) Millennial Minute. White Takeover. Okay, so friendly millennial coming at you. Here to tell you how to properly Google something. Please teach us to do this searching action, which you use a brand name <laughs> to describe. I mean, I prefer to ask Jeeves stuff. So. Oh my gosh, does Jeeves still exist? Dude, I almost I said Google it. it Google it. Google ask, ask Jeeves. Jeeves. Actually, for all of you out there on the dark web, I use DuckDuckGo, and it doesn't stalk me the way google does so whenever i try to search for something and i can't find it like if i try to find a restaurant and it's like did you want this restaurant in madison wisconsin i get secretly happy because i'm like you are recording everything i ever search it makes me so happy so ask.com ask.com and i asked (laughs) ask.com is ask still a thing and well they tell me the entire history. The long, sad story of Ask.com. It is a question-based answering focused e-business and web search engine found no, in 1996. No, stop. Stop. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I just, I just want to go back to that moment in 2001 where there was a butler on my search page. Yeah. That was so good. I feel like Ask Jeeves kind of messed us up because it started us off like asking a search engine complete sentences oh man my mom still does that yeah sometimes. which is my whole point of this segment because i feel like the older generation like basically older than millennials <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know where maybe millennials start, too but, yeah. it depends on different people juggle oh, in yeah. different places but yeah they like try and make it as proper as possible which basically they don't understand coding and keywords is what's happening nope. there. 
But millennials know because we're tech natives. We don't know why we know, but we know. It just so, feels right. I was thinking about this the other day because I was making a throwback playlist on Spotify. Ooh, <laughs> can you send that to me? It was amazing. Um, it's like all of my favorite songs from when I was like in middle school in the early 2000s, yes. late 90s. And some of my like angsty high school stuff too oh, like I green day to my that. chemical romance Weezer. dude american idiot that is a good album so good i just re-listened to that mm. um but anyway and there was like this one song that was like in the back of my head and i couldn't really remember any of the lyrics <laughs> i could just remember like the general feel of it and so i was like man if i don't find this song i'm gonna go crazy so i tried to google it thinking of just anything that could possibly find me this song so yeah so this is your lesson you can use any single word that has anything to do with the thing that you want it so for this song which um was a train song oh <laughs> this was when i was like uh, i don't know 10 years old maybe yes i'm gonna and put it, this song in in post yes but like i've originally heard this song because my friend had made me a mix cd which included this song so i never ever knew like the artist or the song name i was just like track four exactly Mm. yeah um so anyway to find this song successfully it was the first uh result in the search engine i show off searched for lyrics early 2000s she flew away on a star universe atmosphere (laughs) and what song is it oh no i have to find it again i think it's called jupiter Drops of Jupiter by Train. That's the song. Oh, it feels so good. Oh man, it's all it came all back to me. I love it so much. Wow, White, thank you so much for your <laughs> inspiring story about how you can find literally anything on the internet yeah. if you know how to search for it correctly. And also, Google's been stalking you for the last twenty years, and already knew what you were thinking before you typed it in. <laughs> this morning when you woke up, we knew you were going to search for drops of Jupiter. <laughs> Thanks, Googs. You know what I want. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been Millennial Minute. Okay. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed our description of traffic and life here. Please email us with your questions and our comments and or shockedness expressions of your emotions (laughs) at bigwhitepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also give us a follow over at any of our social medias. We have Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, One quick note. And some of our first episodes, if you listen to them, we gave our Instagram handle as something other than what it actually is. There's a little bit of Instagram gr- drama. See, so, now that Mark Zuckerberg bought Instagram, I have a single person I can focus my anger on. So instead of being like, Instagram, you're so dumb, I can be like, Mark. Mark. Why won't you let me sign in? I know this is my password. <laughs> 
So thanks, Mark. <laughs> we had to change our Instagram handle. So our Instagram account is Big and White Podcast, and that's our Facebook page name as well. So look that up. I mean, just search for Big White, Big and White Podcast. We're the only one, I promise. If you guys are millennial enough, we know that nothing can hold you back from finding us. That's right. After you guys go and give us a great review on iTunes, I know that's your favorite thing to do, is tell a large corporation like Apple how great we are. Uh, You can also remember the big white secret. We like to feel like secret agents, and we have aliases, as you know. Alias-i. No. Alias-i. Just remember to like and comment and do all of your great social media things on our podcast page, not our personal page, because anonymity is the new cool thing in this tech age. I mean, that's why I use DuckDuckGo. Let's be real. You guys are the best. You guys rock. Well, thanks for listening. And we're going to sign off with our traditional Nepali phone call ending. And we hope it makes you feel as awkward as it makes us feel. <laughs> okay? Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. okay. Bye. Great. Let's hang okay. up now. Okay. All okay. Right. I'm hanging up. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.